Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Number two of a football Friday live right here on the early line on sports grid. We will set the stage for week number two of this NFL season. A lot of college football game breakdowns coming your way in this second hour as well. He is Donnie right side. I am Ben Stevens, but DRS before we dive fully into football, we look at some Friday action on the diamond around MLB game number two of four in a critical series in the American League East Tampa takes the opening game yesterday in Baltimore, a four three final. Now the Rays only a game behind the Orioles for the top spot in the AL East. And Donnie, just look at the odds and let it tell the tale. Tampa favored tonight to maybe make it co first place spots come tomorrow morning. Yeah, and rightfully so. You take a look at Zach Eflin, who's going to be on the mound here. Last six weeks in Major League Baseball, minimum of 20 innings pitched. Take a look at this, 27 pitchers on the card today. Zach Eflin rating number four with his XFIP number at a 3.33. So that factors in pretty well. If we flip it over to the other side and take a look at Jack Flaherty, he hasn't been terrible, but some of those numbers, the analytical numbers here, right? XFIP, it's yeah. okay. But take a look at his ISO and weighted on base percentages against, against batters. 64 batters he's faced over the past month. Month, a 246 ISO and a 407 weighted on base percentage. Take a look at the first five guys in the lineup tonight that we anticipate for those Rays. Weighted on base percentages of 353, 420, 389, 439, and 382 against right-handed pitching over the past month in baseball. Tampa might have that key combination once again tonight to pull into that virtual tie with the Baltimore Orioles. This is why you got Jack Flaherty as we welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience here. Hour number two of a Friday live on the early line on Sports Grid Series XM Channel 159 and all of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the mix as well. He is Donnie Wrightside. I am Ben Stevens. A football Friday for sure, but a small preview of Major League Baseball on this Friday entering the weekend. But Donnie, the O's didn't make a splash as some assume they might at the trade deadline to get 
a big-name starting pitcher. They get Jack Flaherty, who is now one of the better or at least the most experienced on this starting staff. These are the spots you went out and got Jack Flaherty, who has not been great in a Baltimore uniform by any means. They are the underdogs tonight at home, trying to hold on to their now just one game lead in the American League East. I didn't hear any ISO numbers offensively. A lot of pitching stats and XFIPS DRS. Talk to me about the ISO stats entering tonight in those advanced metrics. Well, if we're taking a look in the past 30 days, I mean, you got some pretty good hitters with some pop here. You take a look at Gunnar Henderson yeah. and Anthony Santander against right-handed pitching over the past 30 days. How about this ISO for Henderson, 371, Santander, a 364. But as we brought up, the lineup I'm more intrigued with tonight is going to be Tampa Bay. Because why? Florida's got a 7 ERA over the past six weeks. Take a look at the middle yeah. of this lineup. Brandon Lau, 246. Arosa Reina, 194. Low, 235. Paredes, 262. The pedigree just seems there tonight. And also, the matchups for me are in the favor of the Tampa Bay lineup, not for the Baltimore Orioles tonight. The Rays, a minus 124 money line favorite. Baltimore still a favorite to win the American League East, minus 290. You might be saying, hey, they're a greater than $2.5 favorite. You're a $3 favorite with a minus in front of their number. What are we even doing here? Well, yesterday it was minus 550. And the odds between Baltimore and Tampa Bay in the American League pennant chase growing shorter on this Friday morning as well. Baltimore has an easy schedule for the most part after this series against the Rays. Tampa has the third hardest remaining schedule in Major League Baseball that obviously from a win-loss perspective could also dictate the outcome in the American League East but still does not make this series this weekend in Camden Yards any less meaningful all right DRS the postseason push and a big way today in the desert the D-backs lost their final three games of their series against the New York Mets yesterday 11 to one but they're back at home in phoenix they take on the cubbies today the cubs very firmly in that second of three national league wild card spots the d-backs in a tie for the third and final alongside the reds and the giants chicago goes with justin Steele. drs if blake snell is not going to win the national league cy young award justin Steele has an opportunity tonight to maybe make another illustrious performance to shorten that gap snell greater than a three dollar odds on favorite to win the NL Cy Young Award at this moment. But again, we're in the final two weeks or so of this Major League Baseball season. These are the important spots. It's not May. It's not June any longer where just be a Friday game out in the desert. These are the spots to step up in the biggest opportunities. And they need to tonight, and I think they will. You take a look at, again, 27 pitchers on my card with a minimum of 20 innings pitch over the last six weeks. Number one on that card, it's Justin Steele. A 2.62 XFIP number. Absolutely outrageous. Let's turn that into some non-analytical numbers and what's actually been happening over the past 30 days against Steele. Absolutely nothing. 127 batters, Ben, he's faced here. Take a look at this. An ISO of 058 and a weighted on base percentage of 237. Now, you might say 25 batters, lefties might get him a little bit here but looking at the anticipated lineup tonight we're probably getting one left-handed batter in the lineup tonight which is Corbin Cowell for the Arizona
Arizona Diamondbacks. So if we try to flip it over and isolate right-handed batters against the left-handed Justin Steele, typically you figure that's where you get him, and that's why you stack right-handed batters. Not the case. 102 batters he's faced over the past 30 days in 021 ISO and a 216 weighted on-base percentage. Advantage Chicago yeah. Cubs. Now, also, the Cubs from the plate here, they'll have an advantage. Brandon Fats on the line. How about this? A 248 ISO and a 349 weighted on-base percentage over his last 112 batters. The Cubs are the better team tonight. They should be favored. And what is going on with the Diamondbacks? After a terrible series with the New York Mets, they're going to come home and probably get beat again by the Chicago Cubs. Right now, Donnie, the Cubs are a minus 480 favorite to make the postseason and the make playoff odds. Arizona plus 230. The shortest price of those three teams currently in the tie for the third and final is San Francisco, but it's still plus money. It's plus 172. The odds makers, like the rest of us, have no idea what the National League wildcard chase is going to look like on a daily basis around MLB. DRS, how about these final five series for the Mariners against the Dodgers at home, albeit in the Pacific Northwest, an easy three-game set against the Athletics, and they finished with 10 straight games, seven against the Rangers, three against the Astros. If Seattle's going to hold on to the third and final American League wildcard spot, it's not going to be easy. It's even on the money line tonight, Donnie, in Seattle, minus 108 for both L.A. and Seattle at this moment. Yeah, true coin flip. And also, if Seattle's going to get in the playoffs, they are going to earn it, which means they're probably iron sharpening iron, ready to go once October begins. I don't know which way to go in this game other than a coin flip at this point, but I guess you would lean towards the home team with maybe the Mariners need it more. But then again, that's why that line is a true coin flip. Pick them. Listen, the Braves are on the road in Miami, minus 188. The last time we saw Atlanta, they were winning in Philadelphia, clinching their sixth consecutive National League East Divisional crown. What does motivation look like tonight in South Beach? More of a preview of Week 2 in the NFL next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or planned to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. 
and the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Welcome back to a football Friday, live right here on the early line on SportsGrid. Donnie, as I look up and down the week two slate, I'm actually enjoying what I'm seeing because I think there's some overreactions based on the results of only one weekend, that being week number one last Sunday. And then I think there's some firm lines that state how we previously felt about teams. And I believe they'll prove it this weekend in week number two. Then there's one game, Donnie, I have absolutely no idea how it's going to play out. The Chargers are a three-point favorite on the road in Nashville against the Tennessee Titans and over under a 45-and-a-half. Donnie, from the spread, no idea. Total, no idea. What do you think, Donnie? Yeah, it's one of those where we're waiting for the bottom to fall out on the Tennessee Titans season. It hasn't just yet, even though they lost last week, but a hard-fought effort. And by the way, as they always like to say, what? You know, good teams win football teams, great teams cover. The Titans covered last yeah. week. And you see that plus three. It's one of those lightning rod games where you say the Chargers, we expect big things from this year. I don't know if they can win the division over the Chiefs, but we expect them to be in the wild card hunt and possibly make the playoffs. For the Titans, for me, I completely write them off. But the more you look at them, they got a solid front seven. One of the best running backs in the game now they do have a veteran quarterback I guess this is the best compliment now you can take for Ryan Tannehill because I didn't think he was very good at all last week DeAndre Hopkins hasn't practiced this week it should be a runaway easy victory for the Chargers but then you look at the Chargers and say yeah they're the Chargers Austin Eckler hasn't been practicing this week he was unbelievably good against the Miami Dolphins it's a road game you sort of have that decompression of you built so much hype up into that game Herbert versus Tua it was a hard-fought game they probably should have won that let it slip away to the Miami Dolphins and then you go on the road and take on Tennessee this is one of those games look there's never any trap lines out here they don't just pick a line and say hey yeah. let's fool the public and throw a funny line out here but if I'm looking at this game I do think the Titans have a legitimate chance to stick around but as you stated I will be nowhere near this game on prop bets sides or totals it's one of those that I look at and like you got me here in week number two if this was week four or five you might have a little bit more information to go on but my goodness your guess as good as mine on this game DRS, the one thing we know about this football game, Mike Vrabel's a really good football coach. He's been the head man in Nashville since 2018, and I think in the conversation of best coaches around the NFL, there's the history of Bill Belichick and guys like Andy Reid. There's the young up-and-comers who have won already in a big way early in their careers. Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McDermott, so on and so forth. Zach Taylor in that mix, Nick Sirianni now, whatever it might be. Mike Vrabel might be a little bit under the radar. Last season, Tennessee coughed it down their leg, dropping their final seven games of the year to finish at seven and ten. It was the only losing season Mike Vrabel has had in his six years at the helm, dating back now to 2018. And against the spread as an underdog, Tennessee is 26-16-1 ATS as a dog in these now six years under Mike Vrabel. The props are not out yet in the passing attempts or even passing yards category for this football game. I would keep an eye on Justin Herbert. Last week, 23 of 33, 229, a touchdown toss against Miami in a game that saw his team score 34 points. Herbert's going to throw the football a little bit more here this week. Keep an eye on what that attempts prop is going to be when the odds 
come out. Donnie, we talked about Jacksonville hosting Kansas City this weekend, that divisional round rematch. The Jaguars, an odds-on favorite, to win the division in the AFC South, and they remain that as they were entering the year, minus 195. Donnie, why is Jacksonville nearly a $2 minus money favorite to win the AFC South? Is it because of the Jags or is it because the rest of this division not expected to do much? It's the combination is really what it is. The one team that we expect big things from this year is the Jacksonville Jaguars. The things that we don't expect big things from, the teams that are actually in their division. We just talked about the Titans here, and as I brought up saying, I'm just waiting for the bottom to fall out. When are they moving on to a backup quarterback, whether it's, you know, Malik jumps in there or you have your, you know, second-round draft pick out of Kentucky. He pops in there and have some fun. Who knows here? And also taking a look at the other teams there. You have rookie quarterbacks. The only thing you care about is not wins and losses, that you care about their competent quarterbacks that you think are going to be your franchise guy. There's one team yeah. playing for a division championship and the playoffs, it's the Jaguars. Everybody else either looking towards next year or as I say with the Titans, I don't know what they're yeah. looking for at this point here. A rookie quarterback showdown this week in Houston. C.J. Stroud, the number two overall pick this past April out of Ohio State, takes on Anthony Richardson, the fourth overall selection this past April out of Florida. Yeah. The Texans, a slight one-and-a-half-point home favorite DRS. Both teams lost by double digits on the road last week in their – or actually, Indianapolis was at home, but both losing by double digits in their season debut. So, Donnie, out of the rookie QBs on your screen, AR for Indy, Stroud for Houston, who picks up their first win in the National Football League. I'm really hard to trust rookies on the road in the NFL, but this yeah. is an interesting environment because I'm not expecting too much here, obviously, out of the Houston Texans. And quite frankly, if you're looking no. at the line, that's a stone-cold Indianapolis Colts line this weekend coming in. We thought it might have been devastating information, at least for a couple weeks, where Richardson goes down late in that football game running. But it looks like no worse for the where he'll be back starting in this game. The one interesting thing here, Ben, at the FanDuel Sportsbook, if we're going to put these two quarterbacks head-to-head, -head, are the passing yards. C.J. Stroud, 211. Anthony Richardson, 191 and a half. I was actually impressed yeah. with Anthony Richardson last week in the short and intermediate passing game, which is where he's going to be key. That's what we were worried about with him coming in. Hey, not ready to be a quarterback. Misses a lot of easy throws. I thought he was solid last week. And also, I like the way the Indianapolis defense rose up, particularly last week, in short-yarded situations against the Jacksonville yep. Jaguars. Again, you don't make money betting on rookies on the road here in the NFL, but in these two environments, why am I leaning more towards the Colts in this game than I am the Houston Texans? I don't know who's going to be running the football for the the Colts I don't know who's going to be catching passes but I liked what I saw out of Richardson and I'll lean on that this weekend 223 that was the passing yards total for Anthony Richardson last week well over this number at 191 yep. in a hook he needs Jonathan Taylor back by his side because AR was the leading rusher for Indianapolis last week against Jacksonville 10 carries 40 yards and a touchdown to score once again for Anthony Richardson a plus 200 number DRS there's a couple of spots I think the market is overreacting slightly for week number two this is the main one in my estimation we'll talk about it in hour three for our pick six but I like the Bears as the underdog on the road in Tampa this week a two and a half point spread that was three initially give me Chicago money line DRS I don't think the Bucks are as good as they showed against the Vikings who are now 0-2 by the way both in single score games the Vikes were 11-0 in single score games a year ago don't even look at the headline DRS the Buccaneers and the Bears mm. who do you got in this matchup 
Yeah, it's a tough one here. It really is. And again, this is week two here. Once we get to week three, we're going to know a lot more about each one of these football teams. But I like you going with the Chicago Bears here. They look bad opening up against the, the against yep. the uh, Packers. But at the same time, I actually like the Bears early in the week, or excuse me, later in the week as opposed to early in the week. Look, you didn't get a full go effort there, basically, out of the Green Bay Packers. And they hammered them. Look, I can't go anywhere near the Bears until I see some improvement on the defense. And also, Baker Mayfield. Maybe looking to go 2-0 and here, saving that job for the rest of the way. Good for you for taking the Bears. I absolutely can't take the Bears this weekend. I just don't trust them. DRS, a lot of questions about Justin Fields. Chicago yep. was the worst scoring defense in the National Football League last year. They gave up 38 points to the Packers last week. Elsewhere, Donnie, we expect a bounce back mm -hmm. of sorts, perhaps, for Big Blue and Brian Dayball. They're a four-and-a-half-point favorite on the road in Arizona. The Cardinals are expected to be the worst team in the National Football League, but did cover as a touchdown dog last week in Washington against the Commanders. Donnie, how does this game go? Does Arizona so show a little bit more competitiveness this week back at home? Or do the New York Giants remind people, hey, we were a playoff team last year? Yeah, I thought the Cardinals were competitive last week against the Commanders, and I do think they'll be competitive against the Giants because I don't think the Giants right now are a very good football team. Having said that, I do think this is a big-time week for Saquon Barkley. If you are the Giants, you want stability. You want to move the football. You don't want to turn it over. I think Saquon Barkley is probably going to get upwards of 20 total touches in this game. Daniel Jones will have to use a seat. This should be a big bounce-back effort for the Giants, and my goodness, if the Giants lose 40 to nothing to the Cowboys, then go on the road and lose to the lowly Arizona Cardinals, I don't know where the season's going up in the Big Apple. And maybe the odds makers were correct then, DRS, on two teams that won a bunch of close games last year, Minnesota and New York, expecting regression. College football next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one 844 Cosentix. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once, starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. 
Amica. Empathy is our best policy. It's hour number two on a football Friday edition of the early line, and it is glorious. By the way, in the Northeast here, you get that crispness in the air where you mm. know it's football season. I'm Donnie Wrightside. He's Ben Stevens, and we were talking some NFL, but it's time to switch it over and take a look at some college football. I know a thing about disrespect. I love when people sometimes get disrespected because why? It breeds a rivalry here that we didn't know would be there. Colorado versus Colorado State. One of those games that was supposed to be buried at 10 o'clock at night, probably figured out years in advance, you know, no no Deion Sanders at the helm. Who knows what's going to take place in this game? But my goodness, as Deion said, you darn made it physical now, and you made it personal, as he was talking yesterday in practice to his players. And he said, Donnie, what do you mean it's personal? How could Colorado and Colorado State have any more hype? It's the Battle of Colorado. Take a look at this quote from Jay Norvell. When I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. Oh, no, you didn't say that about Deion Sanders. Before we get to the game, why are people picking on the Buffaloes and picking this fight week to week now, it seems, Ben? DRS, for whatever reason, everybody seems to have a personal vendetta against Deion Sanders in the way that Prime runs his football program. Because, Donnie, oftentimes human beings don't do well with change or new. And Deion Sanders is flipping the system on its head, getting everybody out, running it like a professional organization. 69 scholarship newcomers this year for the Buffs. And that irked some people. And now that results are following immediately, some are not all that happy. But here's the interesting thing about what Jay Norvell said, the head coach of Colorado State, about Deion Sanders, of course, the head coach at Colorado. Deion has always been Deion. It might be new at the Power Five or FBS level. It might be new in the grand scheme of college football. But do we forget who Deion Sanders is? A man that sat there on his draft night in the National Football League and said, look good, feel good, play good, as he had more ice on his neck than maybe even left in the Alps. DRS, that is what Deion Sanders is. He is cut from a similar cloth in terms of motivation like the best of them in college football. You know why? Alabama always is supremely motivated is because Nick Saban takes rat poison from the media and makes it fuel to the fire. DRS, there is not one individual on planet Earth, even if you have not seen a single snap of college football, that would look at the Georgia Bulldogs last year and predict them to go 5-7 and seven or 6-6, six and six, but somehow, someway, going a perfect 15-0 and 0 and capping it off with their second consecutive national championship. The dogs believe they were picked to be an even 5 500 team. That's what Kirby Smart does for his program. That's what Deion Sanders is doing here for Colorado. Using, using motivation as the ultimate tool and making things personal. So not that they are going to go out and win a football game, but feel their honor has been disrespected in blowout teams. It's what they did last week against Nebraska because Shador Sanders felt that Matt Rule, the head coach of the Huskers, was talking bad on his dad, Deion Sanders. And he brought that prayer circle in the moment of reflection to Ralphie, the Buffs logo there on the center of the field last Saturday. And Shador Sanders said, enough of that. I'm going to have my pregame warm-ups right there. They are making things personal, DRS, justified or not. And I think we see that represented in how the game flow looks on Saturday. 23 
three and a half for the first rendition of the Rocky Mountain Showdown since 2019, the 92nd all-time meeting between the Rams and the Buffaloes. And Donnie, keep an eye on what that team total looks like for Colorado. It is 41 and a half. Colorado State had a bye last week after their season opener against another ranked Pac-12 team, that being Washington State now. The Cougs put up 50 points. Cam Ward, the quarterback for Wazoo, threw for 450 yards and a couple of touchdowns. I believe four or five. Shador Sanders, his passing yards prop is 33, 338 and a half, excuse me. He is going to go over that number in my estimation. He has gone over in both games so far, 393 against the Cornhuskers, 510 in the opener against TCU. And Xavier Weaver, the transfer from South Florida, has become his favorite target, not Travis hunter not jimmy horn jr xavier weaver his receiving yards prop 83 and a half he had a buck 70 last week against nebraska he's going over that number as well what i'm saying drs now that it's personal there's no longer a look ahead spot for colorado next week on the road in eugene in Austin against oregon this one is personal and i think colorado runs it up on saturday night in boulder and by the way, line opened up at 19 and a half here in the favor of Colorado. And again, running it up to 23 and a half. Some outlets out here, Ben, already at 24. By the way, my sources, hey, Dion, listen up. I heard Bo Nick said, you guys shouldn't even show up next week against Oregon. So let's make it personal, even if it's not personal, for next weekend. Also, let's take a look at the well, ACC this weekend, Ben. Hold on a second, over a bit. What do you got? What do you got? What do you if got? If I may. If I may, yes. you're going to talk about oh. personal, and we'll hear this leading up to the game next week mm. in Eugene between Oregon and Colorado. Don't forget, the mm. Buffs a few weeks before the season started at the end of July made their declaration. They were leaving the Pac-12 to the Big 12. Mm -hmm. Dan Lanning, the new head coach in Oregon, was asked about the Buffs' departure, and he said something of the sort. I don't remember Colorado winning any conference championships here in the Pac-12 or really having a say on how this conference played out. Do you? So it is going to be personal between the Ducks and the Buffs. Something to keep in mind. Oregon, an early 14-and-a-half-point favorite next Saturday in Austin. Yeah, and even double down with USC. Caleb Williams, I heard, say, man, Dion in his prime couldn't defend our offense. Yeah. Hey, look, that's not me saying to people. That's not <laughs> you know, the people that are trying to get involved. Let's take a look. Florida State and Boston College. You want to take a look at a line that's racing here. 28 and a half down to 26 and a half as a favorite for Florida State. Look at the total, Ben. 54 and a half down to 47 and a half. Now, the reason I bring this up is typically, you know, I'm a weather guy. I know there is some weather yeah. coming up the East Coast with the hurricane off the coast. Is that the reason why, or do you know, why we're dropping a full touchdown here as a total? Maybe some high winds in the forecast? I don't necessarily know, DRS. You're better at weather than I am, it our is. resident meteorologist here Indeed. on the early line. Yeah. I would guess that is probably why, which makes what I'm going to say next. Maybe not making the card officially for tomorrow <laughs> on college football today, but I was looking at the Knowles team total, DRS, over 36 and a half, a number they've gone over in each of their opening two games, both against FBS foes, 45, of course, in that incredibly impressive opening weekend performance against LSU. Backed it up with was 66 last week against Southern Miss. Boston College, DRS, we were in the car, myself and our producer here, Joe Frizo, on the way to CFT for the opening weekend of the year. His mother is a Boston College alum. He said, why is BC only an eight-and-a-half-point favorite against Northern Illinois? 
they lost that game at home 27-24 against the Huskies. And then last week, they were only a double-digit favorite of 10 against Holy Cross, an FCS team. And they came nowhere close to covering. They won 38-28, barely escaping against Holy Cross. BC is 0-2 against the spread. DRS as a favorite. They allowed 27 against NIU, 28 against Holy Cross. I think Florida State names their number. But the weather could impact that and how long Mike Norvell even keeps his Seminoles out there the week before having to go to Clemson in Death Valley next Saturday in a game that could already decide the fate of the ACC this year. Maybe that's why the number is moving and the total is on its way down as well for this football game between FSU and BC. Yeah, you're going to get some winds here. I'm looking at about 15 to 18 miles an hour sustained, which, yeah. again, is windy. But also, Ben, keep in mind, there's no rain in the forecast. So as, as uh, you know, I would like to say at Wrigley Field, the wind blowing in, you can still hit singles and score a lot of runs. So Florida State doesn't have to air it out 50 yards at a pop and say, why can't we throw it here? But something to keep an eye on. Maybe you do get value because also, if you want to watch a great college football show on Saturday and get the latest weather information on Woo! that, you might be getting a Ben, you might be getting a steal on that total when the boys talk about it tomorrow. So we'll have some fun with that. The ACC, if we're talking about winning championships here, Florida State minus 110, far and away, it looks like in the yep. odds market is picking them. Clemson at a 5-1 to one price. Miami of Florida, plus 750. North Carolina, plus 900. Talk to me about Florida State. Are they the horse yeah. to back here in the ACC race? Clemson was the preseason favorite DRS, and rightfully so. Dabo Sweeney's Tigers have won seven of the last eight ACC titles, and yet we saw Clemson lose to Duke the opening weekend of the year. Florida State vaulted into the top five, and now an odds-on favorite. Donnie, it will be interesting to see what the line is entering next week in Death Valley between Clemson and Florida State. Preseason number had the Tigers favored by about a field goal. After week number one, Florida State a three-point favorite on the road in Clemson where they don't often lose at home. That game already, Donnie, could dictate the outcome of how the conference plays out between the Knowles and the Tigers this year. Yeah, it's going to be a good one here. No doubt about it to watch you play. But look, I'm a Miami Hurricanes fan, so if Florida State wants yep. to stumble up in Chestnut Hill, that would be fine with me. Let's fit in a quick one here. Uh, take a look at Minnesota and North Carolina, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite for the Tar Heels here. Come on. Are we to Big Ten getting seven-and-a-half in a game? They want to slow down, Ben? Where are we wrong here? It's got to be the Gophers. It has got to be the Gophers, DRS. When you look at the numbers, seven and a half, yeah. that extra hook is huge. My uh, Minnesota has been one of the best underdog teams in the country in the last five years. And North Carolina had some physicality in their opener against South Carolina. They dominated on the trenches, ran the football for a ton against the Gamecocks, sacked Spencer Rattler nine times. But they allowed 219 rushing yards to App State last week. What does Minnesota do? They run the football. Darius Taylor, the young freshman for the Gophers, a buck 93 on the ground last week against Eastern Michigan. I think Minnesota keeps this one within the number, covering as a seven and a half point uh, underdog, excuse me, even in Chapel Hill. And Ben, I bet you didn't know my great-great-great-grandfather came up with the term ski you ma something you want to keep an oh, eye wow. on here for a Saturday's action. But also, we are going to get down to the swamp next. We've got some ACC, excuse right. me, some SEC action and a lot more to go. The thing we love about Fridays here, we cover it all, Ben. NFL, NCAA action, we do it. It's Ben and Donnie. It's the early line. Don't you go anywhere. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Ecucinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Welcome back to the early line here. He's Ben Omdani. We are talking Saturday. College football action heating up here. And if we take a look at the next game on the docket for us, a noon kickoff here. Rotation number 129-130, Kansas State and Missouri. Opening line at the FanDuel Sportsbook here, Ben. Minus one and a half towards Kansas State. Now as we sit today, a minus three and a half at a minus 120 price. The line running in favor of Kansas State. Is every man a wildcat betting here right now, Ben? It is interesting to me, Donnie, because at its peak earlier this week, it was four and a half in favor of K-State on the road in Missouri in Columbia on Saturday. Now down to three and a hook. Kansas State, one of 12 teams this year, Donnie right side, on the FBS level that have covered in each of their games as a favorite. In all of their games, they've been booked as a favorite, and they have covered 2-0 and against the spread. Missouri as an underdog under Eli Drinkwitz. That's dating back to the start of 2020 11 and 10 ATS it will be interesting Johnny to see what the offensive game plan looks like for K-State against this Missouri side how close this game stays and what does Will Howard do for the Wildcats at the quarterback spot a relatively low number at 47 and a half for that total not a great feel Donnie for who wins this football game I would lean Mm K-State but some of the movement for Missouri maybe uh, striking the upset as the home underdog is certainly the consensus as this weekend gets ready to begin Let's get to the SEC here and have some fun. A noon kickoff here. Brian Kelly is going to bring his LSU family to go ahead and play Mississippi State. Take a look at this line. Opened up at 7.5 as a favorite here towards LSU. Mm. Now we're heading towards double digits, a minus 9.5 price. Is it that easy? LSU goes on the road to, as you like to say, Stark Vegas and handles their business. 
I don't know, DRS. A big number. You're right. You mentioned it. Just north of a touchdown to open. Now close to double digits. It's what the Bayou Bengals would need to cover in this football game. LSU was not great, of course, in their opener against Florida State. But I don't think that's going to be LSU all season long. This is still a team expected to contend for the SEC. Alabama already has a loss. The good thing for both of those teams, it didn't happen in conference play. Their margin of error now having to go through conference play that starts in large part in the Southeastern Conference this weekend is much, much tighter DRS, but both teams still have the season ahead of them. I don't think LSU is going to be as bad as we saw that opening weekend. However, I find this game interesting because Mississippi State plays a different style of football now. Zach Garnett is the head coach, of course, in the wake of the tragic passing of Mike Leach last December. He was the defensive coordinator, though, under the Pirate the last three years. They run the football a lot more often, even with Will Rogers as the quarterback, and they are known more for a defensive style of play. I don't love the number, DRS. Don't love the total. Here's where I look. Joquavius Marks, the lead back now for the Bulldogs. He is one of about 15 guys in college football, DRS, that has run for 100 or more yards in each of his first two games this year. The 10th leading rusher in all of college football. Last week against Arizona, a buck 23 on the ground and did score 127 yards in the opener for Mississippi State. His rushing yards prop 73 and a half. If the Bulldogs are going to keep this close, in Starkville at home this weekend. I think a lot of it focuses on the ground. Joquavius Marks, if you're looking for a bet, over 73 and a half rushing yards against LSU. Down south in the swamp, primetime action tomorrow night, Ben, 7 p.m. Eastern kickoff, Tennessee and Florida. How about this? This is what I love. This line opened up as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite here at FanDuel for Tennessee. This line now down under a touchdown, people, at minus six-and-a-half. A total, we're expected to get points here, 58-and-a-half. Number one, mm. do you agree with the line movement? And number two, is Florida ripe for pulling off the upset in the swamp? This is the third Saturday in September, an old rivalry between the Volunteers and the Gators. Having to go to the Swamp is interesting. Tennessee victorious last year, 38-33, but on Rocky Top in Knoxville. It was the first win for the Vols in a really long time because Florida had won 16 of the last 17 entering last year's matchup in 2022 and Florida did cover as a hefty underdog in that football game only losing by five. DRS Florida of course opening Thursday of this college football season not all that impressive against Utah only had 33 yards on the ground. They righted that ship last week against McNeese State. And I know it's McNeese State, but 327 yards for the Gators. Three guys ran for 70 or more yards on the ground in six rushing scores. I think Florida Donnie offensively is still a year away under Billy Napier, assuming he gets a third year in Gainesville. Defensively is where that talent shines. They've been the third best total defense in the country so far, only allowing 191 yards per game. Utah didn't do much offensively in that opener in Salt Lake. Florida had to play from behind from the jump because they went three and out and then a 75-yard touchdown bomb off the right arm of Bryson Barnes. So they had to throw the football, the game script a little bit out of whack. 
if Florida can stay with Tennessee early, Donnie, in this football game, prime time in the swamp, the atmosphere is going to be electric. I think it can be close, and I agree with the line movement, but I'd look at an under of 58 and a half. Tennessee has been the fourth best rushing offense in the country, averaging more than 257 yards so far. But the Vols last week only beat Austin P, an FCS opponent, by 17 points, 30 to 13. They were a 48 and a half point favorite. Florida as an underdog under Billy Napier, five and two against the spread. And even dating back to his four years with Louisiana DRS, Billy Napier was known for being a competitive football team with the Raging Cajuns, covering often when not much was expected. Five and two ATS now as an underdog. And one of those non covers was that opening Thursday on the road as only a four and a half point underdog against the Utah Utes. I I think Florida can keep this game within the margin, but I think that total staying under is key for Florida, making this more of a defensive struggle, focusing more on the ground attack, both offensively for what the Gators want to do and limiting Tennessee on the other side. Yeah, keep in mind, once again, if you are betting totals, clock changes this year in NCAA football where the clock is going to run every first down outside of the final two minutes of each half. So if you are looking for unders, extra five or six plays that go in your direction, which actually don't take place, yeah, that could be beneficial here. Ben, let's take a look at the SEC as a whole right now. Championship odds here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. No surprise, Georgia at a minus 125, but some people might be saying, now, hold on now. Alabama and LSU, LSU listed at a 7-1 to price, Alabama plus 320. Why would they even be that close? to begin with i watched them both lose keep in mind this is the sec championship game winner neither one yep. of those teams have an sec loss also tennessee 12 to 1 a and m 14 to 1 so easy just to take georgia or can we take a flyer on one of those other teams here ben DRS, it's a great point that you make right there. Dramatic drop-offs for Alabama and LSU following their non-conference losses, the Bayou Bengals to the Seminoles, and of course, Alabama to another now top five team in Texas. It shouldn't be the largest red mark on their resume, but that's the margin of error we work with in college football. The Crimson Tide, 6-1 to one to win the title, entering last week, now 30-1. to one. LSU entering the year 12-1 to one to win the national championship, now 45-1. to one. But the odds haven't moved all that much in the SEC because conference play is really starting in large part this weekend. Georgia should be an odds-on favorite because if Georgia does not play in Atlanta the opening Saturday of the year, Donnie, it is a disaster given this schedule that we'll look at in just a moment. And again, everything is still out in front for Alabama and LSU. Still the top two teams out in the SEC West Division in my estimation, Donnie. Texas A&M faltered in another big spot last Saturday against Miami. We'll see what Ole Miss has in a big weekend for the running Rebs upcoming, but even against a Michael Pratt-less Tulane team, they did pull away late to cover. Still a little bit left to be desired in my opinion for Ole Miss as a true conference championship and divisional contender in the SEC West. So I still believe in Alabama and LSU being there at the end of the day, and I'd still put my money on the Crimson Tide. Divisional price is no longer available on the FanDuel Sportsbook, I would focus first and foremost in the West, Donnie, because I'm not sure anybody's knocking off Georgia at this point, but everything is still out in front for Alabama and LSU. Good value in those markets to win an SEC title at this moment. I got four teams coming up here. Let's do a little bit of a rapid fire. Yeah. Georgia, Michigan, Texas, and Ohio State. 27 and a half, 40 and a half, 29 and a half, and 29 and a half. Are there any one of these teams? I'm not saying we're on upset alert, but is there one team you like a little bit more in covering a number this week than another here? 
Yeah, I'm not entirely sure, Donnie, if I back any of these teams to cover what is at least a four-touchdown spread. The point I want to make, though, is Georgia. An SEC opener against South Carolina. That, Donnie, in the preseason AP Top 25 was virtually 27th. They had the second highest amount of receiving votes in that category. Yeah, they did not look good in the opener against UNC. But Georgia, in its SEC opener, albeit at home between the hedges in Sanford, is a 27.5 point favorite. That should show you the odds expectation for the Bulldogs and where Georgia is expected to be this year. Georgia has not covered Donnie in either of its two games so far this year against FCS foe UT Morton or last week against Ball State. They were at least a six-touchdown favorite in either of those football games. Georgia was a lot better at covering against SEC foes last year, though, six and three against the spread. And we must keep an eye, Donnie, on the Texas Longhorns taking on a Wyoming team this week as a 29-and-a-half-point favorite. Of course, Wyoming got the season started in a big way against another Big 12 Texas team, that being Texas Tech winning in double overtime at home. I don't think it's a cakewalk for the Longhorns. I don't think they see a blemish on the resume like the Red Raiders did. But in the conversation of are they, you know what the next word is, Texas can ill afford any slip-ups, Donnie, because the last time they won a conference championship was back in 2009. It was the last time in the regular season Texas won double-digit games. They are now on a great track to do that, having knocked off Alabama last week and looking incredibly legitimate in doing so. So, Donnie, the Longhorns cannot look past any opponent at this point because it's not just Big 12 title or bust for Texas, but missed the college football playoff. Texas is expecting to be a national championship contender. Now tied for the third best price to do that at a 10 to 1 clip. Yeah, Sark with a flagship win there, going back and playing against his former coach and saying, you know, we'll handle our business. And yeah, we're coming for the SEC next year. We'll see if that plays out. Let's take a look at two teams quickly here in the Big Ten on a collision course, we think. Remove Penn State out of the equation. Where do you get Michigan and Ohio State? Still waiting for Michigan to start their season with the schedule they have. (laughs) Talk a little bit about both of these teams as they progress in their Big Ten seasons. And that's the point, Donnie, right? So far for Michigan, they've taken on East Carolina. And then last week, UNLV at home without Jim Harbaugh. This is the final game of his three-game self-imposed suspension. J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback for the Wolverines this year, has been sensational. The highest QBR, 95.7 in all of college football. A big step up in his efficiency and game because last year it was the ground game that led the way for the maize and blue. Offensively, Donnie, You have to have concern about Ohio State right now. They played Youngstown State last week in FCS foe. They scored 28 points in the opening half and then only a touchdown in the second half if they took their foot off the pedal. Kyle McCord, number six in that Ohio State jersey right there, has been named the full-time starter by Ryan Day. He started each of the first two weeks, but Devin Brown came in for some action as well. It's Kyle McCord's show now or nothing. 14 of 20 last week, 258 and three touchdowns. Two of them to Marvin Harrison Jr., who looked great with 160 yards against Youngstown State, but that can't be the pedal agree Donnie Ohio State offensively needs to pick it up the defenses look good if the Buckeyes are going to do anything this year of note the offense needs to be better Donnie I'll just take us to break we end out hour number two up next 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one Eight four four Cosentix. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amiga. Empathy is our best policy. Um. We're hot off the blocks like a track star running here on the early line on this Football Friday on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. Donnie Wrightside, of course, here as well. You're getting all of our insight over three hours together here on this Football Friday on TEL, but you need more. And that's why the Spiz Grizz app, the new Sports Grid app, is there for you. Available for download now at both the Apple and the Play stores. It is smarter to be on Sports Grid. And you must have the ultimate sports betting companion app. Scan the QR code on your screen. Make it easy on yourself. All right, DRS, we love hearing from the people. We do it to end out each and every second hour and then get the assessment of where things stand around the sports landscape. After Philadelphia started week number two of the NFL regular season with a six-point victory at home last night what are the prospects for the defending nfc champions that was the question and fade the public at sports grid tv on twitter how far will the eagles advance this season donnie the four options for the public to decide super bowl champs NFC champs for a second consecutive year, reaching the divisional or at least the wild card round in a postseason berth or miss the playoffs entirely. DRS, I'm a little bit surprised here. Most of the public think of the Eagles at best cap out in the divisional round. I don't know if I agree. I'm fading the public, Donnie. What about you? 
Yeah, if you faded the public yesterday, you were a big winner because the fading the public was going against the 49 and a half, easily went over the total. And I'll fade the public again in this one. I actually clicked on the NFC champs here. Getting to the Super Bowl and winning it certainly is hard enough, but I do believe they are the best overall team in the NFC. And if you're just basing yeah. on what you've seen, forget about the offseason on the first game for San Francisco in the first two games by the Eagles, you're doing it wrong. If teams are healthy by the end of the season, and keep in mind, the Eagles do have a home game against the 49ers. That could mean home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I'll take them as NFC champs here, Ben. DRS, I must be missing something. Philadelphia started the season a perfect 2-0 and is virtually covered in each of its two games booked as a favorite. I still believe in the birds. We'll talk about it more in 45 seconds on the early line. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy.